Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Rapture.org, our band site, and um, I'm here with my original co-host, Danny. Hey, Danny. How you doing, Pastor Harry? I'm doing okay, Danny. How are you? Well, it's been a pretty good day, other than the weather. Yeah, it's, you know, speaking of the weather, Danny, across the country, one-third of America, a hundred million people are under a heat advisory and warning, and we're told yesterday not to even go out of their house if they don't have to. St. Louis wow. hit about 103 degrees, yeah? So, I mean, look around at the weather, look around at the world, and welcome to the end times. Because It's global warming, Pastor Harry. Well, that's what they want to say. But it's it's not global warming. It's something far beyond global warming. Because global warming doesn't create earthquakes and volcanoes and um, ma- I think massive one day ships, they'll claim it's terraforming and instead of global warming, it'll be terraforming. Well, Getting this ready going, for the lizard man. Well, they may they claim anything, but what we know is happening is polar shifts. That is what is creating this bizarre weather patterns. A snowstorm three weeks ago in uh, Wyoming. What what is what is causing this is is polar shift. The magnetic mm-hmm. poles of the Earth are shifting, and they've been shifting for at least twenty five years, and now it's accelerating. And when the magnetic poles fully shift during the tribulation, the Earth will flip on its axis, and that means that every earthquake and every volcano will explode, and every <laughs> every structure that man has ever built will come crashing down and people will have no shelter from the scorching heat and the freezing cold. And that's the judgment that's going to come upon this world for following the Antichrist. And and the judgment is already being set up as people blindly don't even realize it, Danny. And, you know, yeah, amen. And, you know, as I always say, sad but true, Pathetic, but totally prophetic. Is the only radio broadcast that I know of on this planet that is teaching the truth of the gospel and Jesus' words. And that major truth is who Jesus is. He said he came to build the church, his church, upon who he is. That he is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, the literal Son of God. And that's what the first century church believed. That's what the early Christians believed. And from 100 A.D., 150 A.D., as history tells us, they don't know exactly, but sometime in that period till 325 A.D., this doctrine of this Trinity God, of three gods in one, this pagan Hindu Trinity, crept into Christianity, took over Christianity, and that's even to this very day, starting with Constantine making it the official doctrine of his Catholic Church in 325 A.D., Trinity is accepted by all of Christianity, by all the denominations and churches, Trinity. If you don't believe Trinity, you're of the devil. 
and then every false salvation view, salvation by faith alone, salvation by believing in the Trinity alone, is all connected. So that's why people love Trinity, Denny, because it allows them to do whatever they want to do, thinking they're going to heaven. Yeah. And, yeah. And people... You you know what I have a problem with? Is in West Virginia, where I live, people... You can say once saved, always saved is not true. They don't get mad about that. But you mentioned Trinity one time, and it's on. They want to fight. Well, it's how it is with all of Christianity all around the planet Earth, and there are two million churches. You see, because Trinity, this false lie, is the bedrock, the foundation of all false Christianity. So when you're hitting on that, you're hitting on their core belief system, and that's why they react like that. But, you know, I've never read anywhere. I mean, I've I've read some verses that are hard to understand about Jesus being God or one with God or whatever you want to say, but I've never heard once in the entire King James Bible did God say the Holy Spirit was also God. No, we, we brought that up. You brought that up many times before. Well, they can't have a dual, a dual God, so they ne- they needed a Trinity God. So they took God, His Son, and the, their Holy Spirit and made it into three gods. That's exactly what they did. But the the Bible's very clear, basically, who Jesus is. I mean, you got to remember, Jesus spoke His words in Hebrew and Aramaic. It was translated into written in Greek. And then translated into Latin and later on in English. But Jesus said he gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. So with the Holy Spirit and some little knowledge of Scripture, you you can easily see the truth of the Bible, Danny. Mm -hmm. You can easily see that Jesus is truly taught that he is the Son of God. Just like John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. What does begotten mean? It means created, brought into existence, given birth to. God created a son from himself. A clone, but not a, quite a clone, because God didn't need a clone of himself. He needed, he wanted a son to be the Savior. Mm-hmm. And that's who Jesus is. So they yeah, just had I, a, I believe. I believe that... It, I believe God suffered more than Jesus because, like, uh, if my son had to go to the cross, uh, I would suffer worse than he did. Well, I wouldn't say God suffered worse than Jesus, but I'm, I believe that he saw, he felt, yeah, he felt all the pain of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're they're all of the same spirit, so how could he not? But I wouldn't say he suffered more than Jesus. I would say he felt all the pain his son felt. A loving and, parent would not would not feel good about watching their son die. And I believe God right. is the most loving parent of us all. Well, he is. He didn't feel good about it. And um, but God God gave his son to die for for the sins of the world. But you you can't equate human 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 fathers and um human fathers and mothers uh with god it just it just falls it just falls totally short you, there's no there's right. no there's no even equating the two Danny. Mm-hmm. looking at looking at a human father and looking at at god the the there there's there's no real equating we have to learn to be more like God, and right. how we would we would treat uh, others and our children, not not less, you know, more. But um, you know, God said, Jesus said, everything he knows and learned was taught to him by his father. But Jesus was a hundred percent open uh, to learning from his father in every way, shape, and form. But um, right. yeah, but God, you know. Uh, God allowed Jesus to die for the sins of the world. He allowed His Son to die for His enemies, for those. You know, a lot him. of people, a lot of people think that uh, Jesus 
wanted to go to the cross, but he actually prayed that God, if 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 at all possible, let it pass. Well, Jesus Jesus knew the cross was his destiny, and at the Last Supper, he prayed, "Was is there any way this cup can pass? Nonetheless, your will be done." And when you know he he would pray that prayer, especially if the devil played a video in his head of of the horrible tortures and death death that awaited him. But right. he, he um it's it's not even a question of what he wanted or didn't want. He he wasn't trying to get out of going to the cross. He just prayed, "Is there any other way?" But nonetheless, Thy will be done. And God said, no, there there is no other way. There's no other way that we can be forgiven for what we've done wrong, for our sins, except by accepting the Son of God as our Savior, that Jesus died for our sins. But that's not the end of the story. That's just the first step. Mm -hmm. And, And then, just as Jesus said, he said in John 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. He didn't just say, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them. The voice of the Holy Spirit saying he's the son of a living God. And they ended it with that. No, he went a step further and said, and they follow me. So that becomes our our walk with God. But it's taken me a long, a long time to hear God's voice because uh, it, it's so subtle. It's like a feeling. Well, it's more than a, a feeling. It, it's an actual leading. It's an actual still small voice. But it mm-hmm. starts with who Jesus is, the Christ, the Son of a living God. So if you're following a false view of God, if you're following the Trinity, you're already being led astray. You're already led into a world of confusion. But God's voice, is a, it's, not, it's, more, it's not a feeling, Denny. It's an actual... It's, it's an actual voice speaking to our conscience mm-hmm. it's it's the voice of truth within us and how how people respond to the truth do they say yes or no like, well it's not is, like satan's voice satan's voice is loud and obnoxious well satan speaks just to our mind god speaks to our heart soul mind and strength he speaks to our entire being but he speaks to our heart. It mm-hmm. starts in, in in our heart, and it's what God speaks to us is the truth. And people will either accept the truth and follow it, or they'll rebel against the truth. And Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice, the voice of truth, starting with who He is, the Son of God, and I know them, and they follow me." Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to, are we following the truth or are we not? And all of these false religions of the world, with all of their false trinity gods, all do not follow the truth. They basically tell people, you can do whatever you want and you're going to have a heaven. You're going to go to heaven. You can do whatever you want. Believe whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Just believe in that trinity and you're going to go to heaven. And that's not what Jesus taught us, Danny. That's true. You, you you can't sing your way to heaven. The Holy Spirit will not lead us into sin. He's Are gonna you hundred percent certain that uh, I can't sin all I want and still go to heaven? <laughs> well, Je- Jesus is a hundred percent certain. No, He said, "Why why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say?" He said, it's those to do the will of his Father in heaven will go to heaven. Yeah, you can't. We we must follow Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God. And that's what really, when we come back from a quick break, that's what the end times is really about. It's free will running its, its horrible, dark, ugly course. We're going to talk about that too. as soon as we come back here on Doomsday Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
gospel music for the circus people turn Christianity into today. And welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Black Talk, Satan'sRapture.com.org, our band site. I'm here with my original co-host, Danny. Hey, Danny. How are you doing, Pastor Harry? Okay. So, Danny, so now we're looking at, we are clearly in the end times. And the coming of the Antichrist is nearer every day in his new world order. And we see the forces of evil slowly but surely and now increasingly destroying the world economy. We see the price of everything getting higher and higher and higher. And and people are, they can, and food recalls everywhere. And we see uh, they're talking global famines coming, mass fertilizer shortages. We see this baby food formula. Every day something else is being recalled. And um, all these horrors are happening. The weather's out of control. Uh, Putin's war into the Ukraine to try to, quote, stop the Illuminati, uh, the forces of a devil, which he's not going, he's really helping them in a way. But mm-hmm. we, we are clearly in the end times. And what is the end times? It's, the, it's free will running its horrible course. So before the start of the apocalypse, the time of testing, when the Antichrist will come and everyone will have to choose between the devil and God, between Satan's lie of you can become a God or God, the Holy Spirit, saying, Repent and follow the true and living God and his son. There are the two choices. But before before that day comes, Jesus promised his faithful church of Philadelphia, book of Revelation, his faithful remnant church, that keeps his word with perseverance and who has overcome this world and earned their crown of life, he promised them to be taken in the first of two raptures. And that should be our goal always. And we talk a lot about on this show about God raising up the Church of Philadelphia as a real physical church. With not only having the truth of the Bible, but following it, following him in spirit and truth. And the Bible doesn't actually spell it out A or B. But, you know, we believe, I hope, I hope God raises up the Church of Philadelphia as a real physical church. (laughs) What would it do? It will serve to unify all the people in this world who are following Jesus in spirit and truth and have earned their crown of life. It will unify and it will identify. And if time permitting, it could cause a lot of people to finally wake up, to finally repent, and and follow God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love their neighbor as themselves. So that would be the ultimate best thing God could do. Or he could just, I mean, he could have a, quote, first rapture today. But I'm hoping that God moves like this. And gives everyone a a chance to make heaven in the first of two raptures. I agree 100%. Right. Because the horrors that are coming upon this world are beyond imagination. You you don't, beyond imagination how evil this world is going to become when it follows the Antichrist as its Messiah. When it it engages in... Mystery Babylon, that he's going to revive an ancient religion of sex to teach his sex is the path to heaven. And, of course, wiping Christianity and all who follow it from the face of the earth. So It's hard to, that, it's hard to imagine eight more years because they, they were talking on the news today that uh, Iran is close to having a nuclear weapon. Yeah, Iran is close to having a nuclear weapon. China may merge with Russia. Russia is going to wage a war against um, Russia is moving and moving as much as he can to um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Hey, welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. Hey, Danny. How you doing? Okay, so as uh, as um, we were saying, of, of course there could be eight years left because God is in control of this thing. Uh, Iran is getting close to it. They have enough, or they're claiming to have enough enriched uranium to build a nuclear weapon. But right. Israel, Israel has been monitoring this for the last year or two. Israel's constantly monitoring um, what Iran's doing. Uh, and um, they they could, um, as they did in 2011, they could wipe out they could wipe out their whole nuclear program with a Sputnik type vir- uh, computer virus and push Iran back 10 years. Right. Um, God is in ultimate control. I would say from what we're seeing in the world today to think this world is going to go beyond eight or nine years, eight years is, is just, is just, it's just delusional thinking. But to, to say we can't go another, uh, Five years, six years, eight years. Yes, we can. If, as much as God can hold things back. As, as much as God can hold things back. Because what, you know, there is going to be great wars. And that's what Putin's doing right now, Denny. Putin mm-hmm. is taking as much of the Ukraine as he can to control. He wants to try to take uh, all the farmland, if he could, and control all. All that, all that food, and how much it costs. He wants to take that. He right. wants to control all the natural gas flowing to Europe, and more than that, he wants as much of the Ukraine as he can to move his short-range nuclear missiles as close as he can to Europe. If they can hit Europe in six minutes, eight minutes, even even better, because his ultimate goal would be to take all the oil fields of Iraq. And uh, Saudi Arabia align with Iran. China China wants Taiwan and 80% of the world microchip production. It just, can China get it through threats? Maybe. If not, they could take it anytime they want. So it, it just, it's just a question, Danny. Uh, yes, we could make it eight years. We could have a church of Philadelphia. God could raise up a church of spirit and truth, a true light and warning to this world, setting the stage for the apocalypse. But then again, the question is, if people play games and waste time, they'll never earn their crown of life in time to make the first rapture. That's because true. He said, he said, because you kept my word with perseverance, meaning there has to be a time period. You're keeping his word under hardship and difficulty and stress. And you're earning your crown of life by overcoming. Uh, could that be accomplished in six years? Probably. But, again, people should be having focused on having a worthy walk with God right now, today. And if this amazing thing happens, well... Then, then uh, even better. You be people will be part of something where they belong. You, you, you see, so that that would be a, a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. the people, like I said, for all we know, there will be 144,000 people worthy, crowned, and taken in the first of two raptures. For all we know, there could be 144,000 people. That would identify with the Church of Philadelphia, this physical, real church, and what we believe, what Jesus taught, and all be healed of a major documented medical disease or illness. So that would really shock this world um, as as a more of a witness. And then, I mean, if if these people are clearly identified. Well, then the world, it would be very clear who was taken in the first of two raptures. Those mm-hmm. of the Church of Philadelphia. Those who keep Jesus' words, his truth, with perseverance. It goes far more than just accepting the truth of the Bible. It, it goes into following it. That's, I agree. That's, right, well, right. Amen. 
amen. And that's what Jesus said. My sheep hear my voice. You hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. And Jesus said, I know them, and they follow me. They're responding to the truth. Like right now in the world today, it is unknown how many Church of Philadelphia believers there really are. Unknown. We don't know how many there are. And we, um, if God raises up a real physical church of Philadelphia, it would give us more of an idea, especially if, there's, would. Especially if there's mass healings, especially among those that, that come to God and a few people who, who would finally respond. But the time to, quote, get on board is, is running out, too. See, so the clock is really ticking down, Denny. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I just hope that anyone that has been following this show knows right now, right today, at this moment, they should be following Jesus in spirit and truth. They should always be saying yes to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shows you to stop doing something. You say yes and stop. If he tells it's you to... so simple to understand the Holy Spirit, too, because... The way Jesus described it is there's only two rules, and that's to love God first and most importantly, and then love others as you love yourself. If you, if you well, can't do those Danny, two rules, then you're not what, going to heaven. No, but let's adjust that a little because that's not really what he said. He said to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength mm-hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. That's a lot different than loving God first. What does that mean? Uh, right. To love, well, I, 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 that's from the NLT Bible. Right, but that's a bad. Tra- that's a very bad translation because it doesn't make. It's no, there's no clarity to it. Somebody could be doing five things uh, wrong, but they say, "Well, God's first. No, to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength uh, doesn't leave room for anything else, does it? No, it doesn't. No, there's room for nothing else. Zero room for any any rebellion. God tells us to do something, you say yes. That's simple. God says stop doing something, you say yes. If it's hard, you ask him for her to help you to stop doing something. But or to help you do something. But it will help you, but it must be your your will. So if somebody isn't loving God with all of their heart, soul, mind and strength, then there's something else they're loving. Yep. And that would be nothing good, would it? No, it wouldn't. No, no, it wouldn't. And then Jesus goes on to even go further than that about what is worthiness. What does it mean to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Good question. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss this a lot more on Doomsday Talk Radio.
welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry on Block Talk, Satansrapture.com.org, our band site. I'm here with my original co-host, Danny, and the whole world is on the highway to hell, Danny, and all of its churches. So Jesus talked about the wide path of destruction, or very few walk the straight and narrow path of love, spirit, and truth, of the love and truth of God. And that's where we have to be. Jesus talked about being, Jesus told us, to, he warned us in Luke about uh, the end times. He warned us not to be overcome with drunkenness, partying, carousing, and the cares and worries of life, that that day will come upon us as a snare. But he said, pray always that you're accounted worthy to escape all the things that shall come to pass and stand before him in heaven. And in the first of two rapture events. always that you're accounted worthy? You wake well, up every morning and say, God, please let me be worthy of a rapture. Well, you don't say, please let me be worthy. You do the things that he said that are worthy by praying the Lord's Prayer and following it, by loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said we're worthy. He even defined worthiness for us. He said, if anyone will not deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, you're not worthy of me. He also said, if you love father or mother or sister or brother or children or husband or wife or, or anything or anyone more than me and God, you're not worthy of him or God or their heaven. So it's, see, it's all that. It's I think a lot of people struggle with that, loving God first, or most well, importantly. Well, it's not first, it's with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, why would they struggle with it? Because they're loving some sin more than God. That's yeah. their struggle. That would be their struggle, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's true. So, who's causing the struggle? The person themselves. Right. Right? If you know what Jesus gave us to do if you want to do it is easy. If you don't want to do it it becomes hard. It becomes a struggle. That's true. Somebody's addicted to pornography and they don't want to give it up. So it becomes a struggle. A battle, a struggle. Mm-hmm. But if they would just Give it I up think pornography it. is an addiction like anything, like any other drug, like cigarettes. Well, what's an addiction? It's it's it starts off with a wrong choice and then it gets worse. But it it it's an addiction is addicted to sin. It's an addiction mm-hmm. to something that's against that's harmful to to us. Very harmful. Yeah. God doesn't God doesn't tell us pornography is bad. Because he has to just think of something just to make us follow rules. He tells us things are bad because they're harmful to us and addictive, and they take over our, our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's why God tells us things are bad or tells yep. us what's good for, for us. Not for him as much. It's it's for us. Right? That's true. Uh, smoking is bad. It's not smoking doesn't hurt. It's not bad for God. It's it's bad for us because it destroys well, our I'll lungs. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I, I I used to smoke and chew tobacco, and I used to love the women, but I, I overcame it. So it's possible to overcome it. Of course, it's possible to overcome it, and that's what Jesus said. We he said we can overcome all addiction and sin with his with the with the Holy Spirit. Of course you can, but you have to want to, right? You you have to want to. So That's a true. lot of it, right, it comes down to what you want. People make things hard for themselves. What God tells us is very easy, but people fight it, and they make things ten times harder, thousand times harder for themselves. But the Church of Philadelphia, his faithful remnant, they're not fighting God. They're following God. See, so to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, 
and love your neighbors yourself is not really hard if you want to do it. We I make have a suggestion hard. for people that struggle with the with the pornography addiction or the women addiction or whatever. I, I pray to God that God turn off my hormones. And it, it took some time, but God eventually did turn off my hormones. So I didn't, I didn't think about sex all the time like when I was young. Well, that's 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 something God can do. But the simplest thing to do if you're addicted to pornography is turn it off. Isn't but if you're simple? addicted to something, that's a different story. How can you just turn off something you're addicted to? You turn it off, and when you and you pray, you repent. He asked God to forgive you and help you turn away from it. Give you the mm-hmm. help help you to turn away from it. But people see, that would be repentance. But, That's true. But, right. But but people tell themselves, Oh, it's not so bad. Nah. It's okay. Everybody does it. See, but if you're honest with yourself, you would say, This is really bad. This is it's it's polluting your mind. It's you, you, how how could you even love a wife when you're addicted to pornography? Exactly, you can't. No, how could you, you couldn't do anything? So it's seeing it's bad and asking God to forgive you and saying help me. But you don't. You have the power not to push that button. It it doesn't come on by itself. Right. You have you have the power to tell yourself no. It's within you. God gave you the power. You have the power to say no. Right? I agree. Right. If you never started to begin with, you're a lot better off. Right, but we we make mistakes. And then what do you do? You repent. You ask God to forgive you. And you change. You don't put it on. That's true repentance. Mm-hmm. If you keep putting it back on, well, where's your repentance, then? There is none. Right, there is none. It will be. You a can game. say you're sorry to your to to water comes out your eyes, but uh, unless you truly stop it, you're not really you're sorry. No, I'm right, and that's that's how you can tr- tell true repentance. People change. Um, they stop doing wrong and they start doing the right thing. And it's, it's never too late to, to change. It doesn't matter if you've been doing something wrong. Well, you've been doing something wrong for 10 years. Well, you can't go back and take it away. But you can say no more. And when you truly repent, God will get, God will help you over overcome. He will. He said he give to all who receive Jesus as the Son of God. He gives us the power to become a Son of God. We have the power to not push that point on. That's true. But that's just one simple example. And so, so somebody truly looking at themselves would say, if you're addicted to something. You're not loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, because that addiction is taking is taking over your life. Yep. Right. So it's competing. Makes things much more difficult, don't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes things way more difficult. <clears throat> but that translation, Danny, that's a very poor translation. It doesn't get. See, it's not even what Jesus said. What's it mean to love God first? See, it can mean, it can mean anything. It can mm-hmm. mean anything you want it to mean. But to say to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's that kind of clarifies everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, very few people are really doing that today. They're the people that are going to make it in the first of two raptures Real physical Church of Philadelphia for the world to see or not? They, I mean, so we hope for, but that they're the people that are going to make it. So if you're not loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, what are you loving more than God? 
Well, Gia said it could be anything. But it doesn't yep. matter what it is. It's not right. You can love a cigarette more than God. Sure you can. Because it starts to consume your life. But see, it's bad for us. God never tells us something is bad for us just to make up dumb rules. Just something to follow. Don't walk on the cracks of sidewalks. Well, what's the difference? See, what God tells us is for our own good. Yeah. Well, what There's you, a lot of health laws in the Bible, too, where where God said... Uh, don't do it, but he did it. He said it for a reason because it was not good for you. Right. The health laws was to preserve Israel as a nation. You you live in a desert and you and you're eating uh, uh, shellfish rots very fast, goes bad. That could wipe out a third of Israel. A pork that isn't cooked or handled right could wipe out all of it, wipe everyone out. So mm-hmm. there there were. God banned all scavenger eating all animals that are scavengers, all animals that eat meat because they're the most toxic. So that was all for, for, right, the health laws were all for safety. God's rules are to keep us healthy, to keep us safe. They're not just to blindly follow rules, just make up. Like uh, the disciples, they, 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 the Pharisees got upset because they didn't wash their hands for before they ate. So do you think it's a, a sin not to clean your hands, or do you think it, it's something you, you should do? Well, if your hands are, if your hand, whatever's on your hands. See, the Pharisees were only interested in what was outside. They were hypocrites. They were, they were only interested with the outside of the cup. Jesus said, don't just clean the outside, clean the inside as well. You know, they would wear beautiful clothes and garments and things, but inside they were dead. They were spiritually dead, filled with hatred and rebellion against God and evil. But, I mean, in, in terms of washing your hands, I mean, whatever, whatever bacteria, germs, viruses, whatever, are on your hands, right? If you don't wash your hands and touch food, then whatever's on your hands is going in your stomach. That's true. But but see, all all the Pharisees were concerned with what was outside. God wants us concerned with the inside and the outside. I mean, um, yeah, of, of of course it does. Just like. Um, Ninety-nine percent of the time, a common cold is spread by people touching their face. I mean, we we you know, practicing good hy- hygiene, practice having a sanitation. That's all part of of loving God and your neighbor as yourself. I know in the Old Testament, it, it, it was a rule that. If you had leprosy, you were supposed to announce that you had leprosy so people would stay away from you and not catch it. All right. Well, how, how would it be loving to go up and touch everyone and breathe on them and spread leprosy to, to people? Yeah. That, that wouldn't be love. Making, pe- making people sick isn't loving uh, God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving your neighbors yourself. But all mm-hmm. the Pharisees were interested in was externals and jesus said to them he said nothing a man eats defiles them and then he said nothing a man eats makes them commit adultery murder theft rebellion against god food does not make you evil evil comes from your heart but food if it's not cooked right or you don't handle it right can make people very physically sick Jesus, Jesus wasn't Jesus wasn't promoting making people physically sick. He was promoting make sure the inside of a cup is cleaned as well. Don't be like the Pharisees, hypocrites. You look beautiful on the outside, but inside they're they're dead. They're whitewashed tombstones. I That's, noticed the local past the local Baptist pastors they they put on a white light in their front room of their house and put up signs that says I love Jesus or whatever All, it, right. when, when you talk to them they're just full of evil 
Well, that's the same with all religions, all Catholic, Protestant, all of them. They're all the same. But, uh, you know, it, you, you have to do both. That that That's the thing with the Pharisees. All they were concerned with was the outward appearance. Nothing to do with the inward. Nothing to do with the inward. And that, that was the problem with the Pharisees. They'd wear beautiful robes. Beautiful wash robes with gold and tassels. But inside they were spiritually dead. So that's, we don't want to be, he, he was speaking against their hypocrisy. That's, that's exactly what he was doing. But I right. mean, uh, uh, it's not really a safe, I mean, just most people, most people in the world, I mean, have a basic sense of hygiene. We've learned it over the last 2000 years. I mean, that's just kind of. You know, Jesus didn't really have to go around teaching hygiene. People just kind of learned it. They know it. They get it. So, But he was telling the Pharisees, hey, they're whitewashed. They look great on the outside, but inside they're filthy. So he said, don't just clean the outside of a cup. Clean the inside. What's What would be the good of cleaning the outside of a coffee cup, Danny, while the inside's full of uh, stale, rotted coffee? It wouldn't do no good. Right. So you want to clean both. And, you know, you want to do that so whoever uses the cup doesn't get sick. You want to make people sick. You want to you know, help people get healthy. So that's that, that, that's what that that's what that was about with the Pharisees. All they cared was the out, outward appearance. <clears throat> Jesus never said, uh, Jesus never said, to wash your hands is evil. He's just saying, don't be like them where they're only concerned with the outward appearance. You got to right. be concerned with every, the whole person. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, that, that, that's exactly what Jesus was, was saying. It's exactly what he was saying. And not, nothing more. I mean, uh, that, that's exactly what Jesus was saying. And, you know, and it's the same thing with uh, people can look beautiful in a church. Some pastor can get up. Well, I, well, uh, people can look beautiful in church, Danny, but they go home and uh, what, what sins are they loving? What sins are they addicted to? What, what hatred fills their hearts? You I know, heard what, a pastor one time tell me how important it was. Shave your beard and uh, and remain clean to your appearance, and he, I, I, that always reminded me of what Jesus was talking about. Yeah, well, there, that guy was only he was only well shaving your beard that has nothing to do with following Jesus either. But he, he <laughs> well, you got to wear a suit to church. You got to give God your best. Well, that's just outward appearance again. That's being as the Pharisees. Outward appearance. What about what's inward? What about what's in your heart? Right. What you know, uh, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself—that's all what's within you. That's not externals. I mean, uh, you can wear a beautiful thousand-dollar suit to church. So what? If your heart's full of evil and hatred and unforgiveness. You're full of sin. What? What good is the beautiful suit? No. God's no, interested. No. None at all, no. No. no, no, none at all. But um, no, but but um, no, none at all, Danny, and that's that's very true. And, I kind of uh, doubt that Jesus Jesus went to the temple looking all clean and and uh, you know spick and span with his new robes on because he well, didn't I'm even sure have to lay his head. But I'm sure he didn't go in with a filthy, dirty robe. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he washed the robe wherever they washed their oh, robe. Oh, yeah, of course. A, yeah. a clean robe on. I don't think he walked around uh, as filthy and dirty as he could be. No, I agree you know, with you. No, 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 no. He, no, that's, that's some extreme. No, 
but he didn't wear the he didn't wear the fake robes of the Pharisees. When he went into Jerusalem, he wasn't riding a big white stallion. He rode a, a lowly, humble donkey. That's true. Yeah. So it's it's no. Jesus didn't walk around filthy and dirty as he could possibly be. He 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 didn't take dirt and filth, a uh, dirt and uh pour whatever water they had for their uh, sewage all over himself and walking. No, that's ridiculous. No, he didn't. He didn't <laughs> no, he didn't do anything like that. But he's he's telling us the Pharisees, the hypocrites, the world is only concerned with the externals. But God looks at our heart. He's concerned with what's within us. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, God, do, giving God your best isn't what you're wearing. It's, it's, it's what's in your heart. And there is a group of people, the Church of Philadelphia, the Book of Revelation, his worthy church who love God, they kept his word with perseverance. They loved God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and loved their neighbor as himself. What does the word Philadelphia mean? It means love of the brethren. So they truly loved their fellow Christian. Mm-hmm. The world hates true Christians. Oh, world- yeah. I, not too long ago, I invited someone into my house to, to work on my TV, and he took an instant disliking to me. I don't know. He must have been uh, consumed by Satan, but he, he hated me for no reason. Right. Well, yeah. But who who loves a true Christian? Only a true Christian. The world hates Christians. That's true. Yeah, love of the brethren. Church of Philadelphia. So, I mean, you know, somebody, how is somebody loving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, yet at the same time fighting the Holy Spirit? Right. You can't be. You You can't can't do it. No, to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength means... There's zero rebellion in you. Isn't that what repentance is? You you wave the white flag. You say to God, hey, I, I lived a wrong life. Now I want to live a right life. I lived a life with rebellion. Now you want to live a life on the straight and narrow without rebellion. Yep. Following him in spirit and born. truth. Right. And he puts these desires in our heart to love him and love our neighbor. But... What would make it hard? Ourselves. We make it difficult. We make it a struggle if we don't want to do it. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, 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 could, you could show a child anything. It, uh, if they want to do a simple thing, it's no problem. If they don't want to do it, well, then they have a real problem. That's true. Same with us. Do something. God doesn't ask us to do hard things, Danny. But no, we I make think it's them. rather simple what he wants us to do. It is simple. But we make it hard by not wanting to do it. We we make it difficult. We We make things a struggle when they shouldn't even be a struggle at all. We make things of a major crisis when there should be nothing, nothing at all. You know, um, uh, not nothing at all. You know, we 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 make things difficult for ourselves, but it doesn't have to be. And that's so. What what is the Church of Philadelphia? There are people that are saying yes to God. They're people that are overcoming. They're people that aren't pushing that porn button and playing a game with God back and forth and playing this game and a little bit here. No, they're not playing a game with God. They're for real. And the time for games is coming to an end. And uh, talk about eight years left. God raises up a church of Philadelphia and people repent they truly follow the truth god and spirit and truth danny that's going to be the hardest eight years of their life in a way because 
the, the devil will bring such persecution and hardship against them. But uh-huh. if they keep his word with perseverance, they would earn their crown of life. So, but that's what we should be doing. We have two minutes now, a two-minute warning, Danny, but that's really what what we should be doing every day. I agree. That's, right. So, right. So, we, you know, we're, we hope God will raise up a true church. Well, I hope God does this. I hope he unifies, identifies, and even gets some people to finally love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and their neighbor as himself, to really, really do it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, we only have a minute left here, Denny, but um, it would anybody, be... Anybody would... could be a Christian. I always tell, that's what I've always told my sons. There's only two rules. And if you can't do those two rules, you're not worthy of heaven. Right. And it's with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, because that's what makes sense. See, that other stuff is a bad translation. It confuses people. Yeah, it is. It's a very bad, poor translation that makes people confused, and it, it, you could do anything. See, right. the way Jesus said it, the way He said it, because that's what makes that's what really hits home. There's no, there's no, there's, yeah, there's no wiggling room in what He said. It's very clear what He said. To me, it's and, like uh, saying, uh, saying that. Uh, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and compare it to saying Jesus is the Son of God. It, it's it's just uh, I understand what it means, but sometimes I forget and I say the wrong translation. Yeah, that's okay. Well, then, then what do we do with twenty seconds left when we start saying the correct translation? You know, say like I sorry said, and go on. Right, you can't change what you did. You can only repent. You can only start doing what's right. That's 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 how life works. That's that's the way, and that's what God expects of us. So anyway, here we are today. We're deep in the end times. We're watching. Jesus said, "Watch and be ready," and that's what we should be doing. And hopefully, if He raises up this Church of Philadelphia, it's something to join, to be with other true believers in spirit and truth. And with that said, God bless, good night, and take care.